friends, we're going to turn our attention now to our to God's word and worshiping through God's word. And for those of you who are newer or visiting us today, uh, joining in, you're here with family. We're in, we've been walking through the Gospel of John, and we're going to continue to do so today, and and uh, and, and apply it to our our mamas here. We've. Uh, we're in the book of John, chapter 1. The book of John is in the, the back half, the second half of your Bibles. If you want to turn there in your Bible or Bible app. If you don't have a Bible, we have them underneath the chairs in front of you. If you'd like to follow along there. We're going to be John chapter 1. I'm going to be sharing, uh, uh, starting in verse 6, but then jumping down to verse 19. We're going to be looking at gentlemen by the name of John the Baptist today. John the Baptist. As you're turning there, let me share just a, a little, a little uh, background or story to set the context here. Um, there's a woman, uh, a celebrity, her name's Terry Hatcher. And you, you might have to go back a ways, but there was a, 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 a sitcom, Superman, um, that she was starred in a long time ago. And uh, uh, she... Being a celebrity, I, I remember, for whatever reason, this just stuck out to me about 15 years or so ago. I was watching either on like the Today, Today Show or something like that, but she, I don't normally watch that stuff, and uh, it just happened to be there, and she was sharing about a book that she, was, that she had written called Burnt Toast. And this book, Burnt Toast, was dedicated to moms who sacrifice and serve and bless others, and, and, and in such a great way, big hearts but to the extent that they become doormats. And, 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 and the metaphor burnt toast came from sure watching her mom bless others and the rest of the family and, 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 and not just saving the leftovers, but, but, the, but the things that you would normally throw away and she would save those for herself. The burnt toast. And, and in this book, is just dedicated to her walking through and seeing her own brokenness in her life and learning how to, how to overcome that sense of insignificance, that sense of being neglected, that sense of being lost and, 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 and not cared for, and to be hurt and wounded as a mother, as a wife. And today, in our passage, we're focusing on there is significance in being second. That, that, that though you don't see yourself as being seen, though you feel unseen and overlooked that you are seen and in that role in which you play serving others that there is significance and you can be restored in what has been taken mothers and we'll see in the life of john here in the calling of john that that though he was called to be second that there was significance there there was significance in pointing to jesus christ so let me pray here, and we're going to jump into God's word. We're going, to jump, we're, going to, we're going to walk through it as we go through the message here this morning. Lord Jesus, we ask for your Holy Spirit to fill this place and to work in our hearts, Lord God, as we consider, Lord, how you called John for the very purpose of pointing to you. It was never about him. And his sole purpose existed for another. And Lord God, the security and the strength that you gave him, you filled him, Lord Jesus. Though others questioned his significance. And Lord, we pray that that might be 
heard and understood, received by all of us here today. But we pray especially for our moms, God. Lord Jesus, we pray for your spirit's work. Fill me and guide this time. May you speak your word, Lord God. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to acknowledge as we're coming to the word here and as we speak to mamas, the sacred ground on which I am stepping as a male to talk to you ladies about your experience and how God may be speaking to you. And I realize that uh, um, I may not do this adequately and well, but I will do my best to honor you, acknowledging that I have not shared in your experience or walked in your shoes. As we step in here, looking first at John chapter 1, verse 6, we see these first words spoken about John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. These verses here are couched in between, are just thrown in there, it would seem just arbitrarily. Is it talking about God and then all of a sudden we're hearing about John and then we go back to talking about Jesus again? Like, why is this here? And it was important to differentiate between who Jesus is and who John was and came to be. That was important for the audience of Jewish people at that time. They were not kind of the same person. There wasn't this, this mixing that there was clearly two different people. And John's role and purpose was very clear. It wasn't about him. His role was never to draw people to him, but to draw people and point to another. He was to bear witness. He was to speak about he was to show others. He was like a spotlight that, that, that would draw attention away from himself and on to another. Couldn't help but think of mothers here as and that when you are blessed with that opportunity. And, and, and we acknowledge the pain that there are many here who would desire to be moms and have not been given that privilege and honor to do so. Those who have been able to be gifted by God, to be blessed with the opportunity to become a mother, that there is such a special experience in that. There is a joy in that, even to the degree that there may be even an, finding an identity in now being a mom. And through your beautiful children, your precious children. But over time, as you give and give and give, that may become a burden. And it's sense of being lost and serving others in your home and being forgotten and overlooked and giving and giving and giving, but never being built up, blessed, gifted, poured into as you pour out. The role of a mother is that of being second and serving and lifting up others and nurturing. And there's blessing in that. I want, I want to make sure not to, 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 to focus on the negative. There's blessing in that. But I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge that there can be much, that a sense of loss and lostness in being second. The, the, the word goes on further here in verse 19 and talking about the role of John. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed. 
and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then are, are you the, are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he said, no. He said to them, so they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent by the Pharisees and they asked them, then why are you baptizing? And if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah or the prophet, why are you baptizing? And John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. In this, in this episode here, in this scene with John, you, you, you have these leaders who come down to, to examine, okay, we've heard a lot about this guy, John. He's raising up a lot of people, followers. People are, are, are being stirred up. There's a lot of chatter going on about him. who is this guy. Uh, is, is he somebody we want to endorse? Do we need to address this and shut this down? Maybe he's the Christ, the Messiah that's been long. Who is this guy? They need to go find him. So they send a delegation of people. And we've got this list of questions that I don't know about you, but if you got this sense going through these questions of who are you and are you this person and this person, you get this sense of like this, this, this deepening sense of insignificance. Well, you're not an important person, are you? Who are you? Are you the Christ? Nope. Definitely not him. John's, John's emphatic. He confessed. He didn't deny. He confessed. He was quick to say, no, I am not the Christ. Because his role is to point to the Christ. And they keep asking him, ask him about Elijah because there was prophecies about this Elijah to come. There was a prophecy about another prophet to come like that of Moses in the Old Testament and he's quick to say, nope, I'm not them, I'm not them. Then who are you? Are you of any importance? Uh, did we waste our time coming out? Come on, tell us. What's going on here? And they ask him. After he gives them the statement, I'm the voice of the one crying in the desert. He quotes from Isaiah, the fulfillment of the prophecy. Well, the one to prepare the way for the Messiah. They totally missed this. Totally missed this in verse 23. And then they just jump to, okay, you're not, you're not the Christ. You're not Elijah. You're not a prophet. I mean, you're nobody. Why are you baptizing? I mean, you have no authority. You have no credibility. Why are you baptizing? What are you doing out here? And John Knows his place and his purpose. I'm here for someone else. Someone greater. Someone who ranks higher than me. It's not about me. Someone whose straps. Sandal straps. I'm not even worthy to untie. We can't lose significance of what John is saying here. As, as he knows this, he's secure in his calling from God to point to Jesus. When he says, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. This was something that, that, that as Jesus, we know we had disciples, right? So there was this status. You had, you had a, a rabbi 
or you had a trade worker and then you had their, their disciple who would be learning that trade uh, or, or the follower of the rabbi. Okay, there would be the disciple and then there would be this position called a slave. Okay, low in society. Slaves were the ones who would untie sandals. Like that was a very low position. Like a disciple, when they were to come under a rabbi or a mentor, they, they were to be expected to do a lot of things that slaves might do, but they were not expected to go as low as untying someone's sandals. That was low. But what does John say? I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. I'm not even worthy. I am so, so insignificant in your estimation, in your understanding, because he is so great. John came as a herald like that of when we anticipate where, where, where we have the royalty right and like in Britain that we hear about. And there, yeah, there's all kinds of conflict in that right now. But, but, but in the days before, they would send out a herald before and preparing everything. The king, the king, queen is coming. They're coming. They're coming. Prepare. And there would be all this celebration and pomp and circumstance. John was that person. The king is coming. The king is coming. They themselves have no significance, if you will, perceivably. The, the scribes, the delegation sent, they couldn't understand. They didn't see John's significance. They couldn't understand it. He tried to explain it to them, but all they saw was that you're not of any importance. And though they couldn't see it, did that determine whether he was significant or not? Just because others didn't see that he was significant didn't, didn't have any bearing on the truth. He was immensely significant. He was called by God for a particular purpose. And moms, you may feel unseen. There's so much that you may be bottling up and going through that you just let slide and pass as you serve and as you love and as you care, as you give, as you sacrifice. There may be pains of the past. There may be pains within your own family. There may be hurts within the home. Beyond just neglect. Beyond just those who don't understand and don't see what you're going through. But your significance is not in others seen. It's being seen by the Father. He sees you. John's mother, Elizabeth, was barren for 60 years. And she speaks of being told that she is going to bear John the child, as a child. She's been barren. It doesn't make any sense. And, and she speaks of, of God's glory and goodness that he would see her in her pain and gift her and bless her. The Father sees you. You may be unseen by others, but you are seen by the Father. He knows you. In whatever you may, position you may be in, whatever needs that you have, ladies, he sees you. You are seen. 
But as we see in John here, those others don't see. That doesn't mean that you are insignificant in your calling. You may have questions of that yourself, or you may even get questions of that. Society still doesn't always value women as, as God has designed and desired with the dignity that he's created you with. You are so special and loved. And that role of motherhood is so powerful, profound, and significant. That there is not a lostness that has to be if you are in the place of being second. And that only comes because of what John sees and declares next here. You are seen. You are significant. Because of Jesus. In verse 29, John goes on. In the story here, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. And said, behold the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. John says that next day, as Jesus comes to him and to be baptized, this is it! This is the one! I've been telling you all about this, this moment, this man, he is the one. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. How epic this moment is. And yet, just as we hear in the sanctuary here, crickets. Because so many people could not see. They didn't understand. Jesus, God became a man to die in our place. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He, Jesus, the one who ranks before John. Who John said, I'm not even worthy to be a slave to to untie his sandals. This one who is so worthy, what did he do? He took a towel. And wrapped it around himself and got on his knees. And he washed his disciples' feet. Those who should be washing his own feet, he washed theirs. Not only that, those, the one who should be receiving us, confessing and making reconciliation for our sin. What did he do? He went to the cross and was punished for us. He who is first became second. He who is first came underneath us, the Lamb of God. He took away the sin. He he died standing in that place, taking on the sin that's been done to you. The neglect, the abuse, the harm. 
the lostness, the being overlooked. He's taken that on himself. How can you be significant when you are not being loved and attended to? Because your God has seen you and he stands in your place. And he stands underneath you and he elevates you and he holds you up. He gives you his power and his strength to love when you're not being loved. Because he himself is love. And he loved us, his enemies. He took on himself, not only your pain, but all sin. That justice might be done. But that we might live, live, behold. And so John bore witness. He gives this evidence. That was John's purpose. When he says John bore witness, that was his purpose, right? He came to bear witness to the light. And so we see him fulfilling his purpose. The apostle John records this. I saw the spirit. There is the evidence. The spirit came down upon Jesus. Isaiah 61 spoke of this one who is anointed by the spirit of God to preach good news, to liberate the oppressed and the poor, to preach good news to the captives. This is the one, the anointed one. And he heard the voice of God himself. John brings the evidence that we might conclude with him in verse 34. I have seen and I bear witness. This is the son of God. John had no problem being second because he knew who he was second to. And mothers, as you serve your families... You be blessed that you don't serve your families, you serve the king. You don't bear, bear witness to your children, you bear witness to Jesus. You, like John, are called to be light, but you got to receive that, friends. Ladies, you got to receive because, because the task this side of heaven, as you love and you pour yourself out, is painful. It's fraught with brokenness in this life. But you can love and be second and live and be secure. Your father sees you. As the lamb was slain in his sacrifice, he says to you and he points out that he sees you. His sacrifice says, I see you. His sacrifice says, you are significant. And come, look to him. Look to him. Not what you don't have. Not what you aren't receiving. Not to find your identity in your family and in your home. Find your identity in Jesus. So that you can give. And you can serve and you can love. And that your children and that your home and that others may see Jesus through you. Just like John, amen? Be raised up. Let Jesus come and wrap the towel around his waist. Ladies, as he kneels before you to serve you, to wash your feet, you are seen, ladies. You are significant. Have the worship team come on. I want to invite men, especially, to be champions. To communicate to the ladies in our lives. You are seen. 
and you are significant. Too often, men, we are those who are the source of sucking life out of the ladies in our world. But men, may we be life givers. May we, may we be like our heavenly father and communicate to the ladies around us, you are seen and you are significant. The lamb of God was slain for you. Jesus, thank you that you have shown us there is significance in being second. That we do not have to lose anything when we are pointing to you, when our purpose is about you, Jesus. Because we've received from you the Lamb of God taking away our sin. The sin of the world. We received you dying in our place. We received you serving us. And so we can serve even when it's hard and we get nothing in return. Because we are being blessed beyond measure. Our cup runs over because we have grace upon grace through you, Jesus. But Lord God, we pray where in this moment there is yet emptiness, hurt, and lostness. We pray this moment you would meet these ladies in these spaces where there is absence and emptiness and hurt lord jesus bring your power lamb of god let your blood be the healing salve to touch the hearts of these women where there needs to be forgiveness where there needs to be forgiveness given and hands releasing resentment and bitterness where there needs to be forgiveness taken and offered and, and, and confessing wrongs and receiving your grace that their past and their, 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 their wrongs that they have done that are, for, are gone because of you, Jesus. They don't have to parent out of shame or run, but they can be present because of you, Jesus, your grace upon grace. Jesus, where there's wounds and healing, where there's need for energy and strength, there's a need to be seen. Jesus, speak. Lord God, let us men rise up and love these ladies well. Lord Jesus, may we be champions to lift them up and be second, be, be underneath them and honoring them and, and respecting them, Lord God, and not being ones to take from them, but pouring into them, Jesus, you and your love. Let us rise up as men. In your name we pray.